Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So that's how people will get your video. What should be in it? Would everybody um, be making video? Let's even start there. Is this something that everyone should be doing? Is this only for a select few? Like we know that you've niched your business and before you were really broad. So it sounds like you had experience doing video for probably every, if not majority of industries out there. Should everyone be doing video today? Well, firstly, you know, is it going, do they need the business? Do they need the work? I mean, um, so there are lots got- of ways to get work. Like, is yeah. video be part of everyone's marketing mix? Like, we can pretty safely say, like, when I teach, so we have a, a one of our guides is 167 promotional strategies. People get it in our five-day challenge. Um, and it used to be live on our website somewhere. I think we took it down. Um, but it's inside the five-day challenge on day three, where it's 167 ways that they can get people's attention, right? And so leveraging video through something is one of them. One of the things that we teach is that everyone needs a web presence. I don't even believe that everyone needs a website, but requirement, whatever you're doing professionally, you need a web presence. Would we put video in the same category as that? Does everyone who's serious about their business need to be leveraging video in some way? Look, I think it has got to that point, Esty, that, you know, video is where, um, you know, websites were 15 years ago where you sort of like, if you didn't have one, you weren't really seen to be a credible business. Uh, so, and, and it can be, you know, you can just get an animation one made for, you know, on Fiverr for, you know, 20, 50 bucks or something if you have to. Um, so yeah, you can certainly have something that represents your, your business as a video. Um, not everybody is comfortable being in front of the camera. I totally get that. Um, so it depends if you want to be positioning yourself as part of the brand. If you do, then get comfortable at it, practice it, just keep doing it. Um, and get out, out the front of it more and more often. Um, but really what the videos need to be is, is solving your customers' problems. So you need to be looking at, you know, addressing their issues and helping them. And that's where, you like if you do a pitch video, you want to start with talking about the problem they have and then getting into how you solve it, establishing your credibility and uh, who you are. So there's plenty of videos you can make. Um, some of my favorites are um, a case study video. I think that's a really easy way to sell your business without it feeling like a sale. If you're not comfortable with selling, I think Americans are a lot better at selling than Australians. We're sort of a lot more laid back and just want to have a chat and don't actually want to ask anybody to buy. Um, but a case study is a great video because you can have your customer talking about the experience they had with you. They can take the, the audience on a journey they've gone from, from uh, where they had a problem that you can relate to. The solution was provided by your company, whether that was a product or a service that they need. And now their business is in this situation, which they they want to get to as well. So, and then they talk about how they're feeling now as a result. So that's a four step sort of process. I take my clients on when we interview them about case studies, but the beauty of it, it doesn't feel like a sales pitch and it's better than a testimonial, which just says, Oh yeah, look, it's great working with Sonic site. They're really lovely people and they do a great job. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, that, that's nice. But when someone talks about, look, I needed to get more enrollments at the school and we knew that we needed to tap into the power of video to really make that work for us. When we worked with Sonic Sight, they came up with a really compelling video which totally captivated the audience 
uh, our enrollment numbers at the school tours went up by 530% as a result of us <laughs> leveraging. Um, and now we're over, we're oversubscribed with, with a thing. You've now taken people on a journey and a story, which is so much more engaging than just hearing like, oh, it's, it's nice, nice to work with them. So, I like that. That's a great four step because you know what? I'm totally going to be using this um, because a lot of people, um, you know, clients, we ask them for, for testimonials when they're done um, and participants in our, our group program. And a lot of times they'll say, like, SD, I'm happy to, to give you a video testimonial, but I don't know what to say. Like, they have an easier time kind of writing. Um, yeah. And even for written, that's a really good framework. But in video, people kind of, they like choke up. You know, yeah. and so to to give this, and I, I would recommend everyone do this. You know, as the frame for anyone that you want a testimonial from, turning it into almost like a case study, whether you're doing it professionally in interview style and editing it out, or just or just giving them this frame. Say, listen, if you want to make a video, just come in. You know, tell us who you are and the problem you had, what we did for you, where you're at now, and how you feel about it. And boom, like they've got a script of what they can say. Yep, that's right. I I'm love this. I am super using this and I'm going to, I'm going to teach it also. Thank you. I'm going to teach it in your name. This is really valuable. So that's a case study video. I'll unpack that in a blog on my website as well. If people want to um, look at that a little bit closer. Cool. All right. Um, I'll link to that. What's the, do you know the name of the blog article? Or should I go find it? Uh, if you, if you search case study on, um, on our site. Um, yeah. So that's on the sonicsite.com.au website. Okay. Awesome. So I'll go there guys. And on sdrian.com slash 78, I'll stick that link. We'll also try to stick it in the um, iTunes, Spotify little summary there. So you can have an easy access to find it. Um, so I think that's really valuable. So that's one type. How many different types of promo videos are there? Like in broad categories, there's case study type. And then what else is there? Uh, I talk about um, a rapport building video, which for a small business owner, I think is really powerful. And that's where you, you talk about what gets you out of bed in the morning, why you do what you do, what you love about it, um, and the value you bring to the, to the job and the process. So that gives people an opportunity to actually build a bit of rapport with you, understand the sort of person you are and, and what you like to work with. I had one client we did that for, and he got a guy ringing up, said, right, I need you to build these patios for our backyard. And he said, oh, well, do you want to come in and meet us and talk about it? He goes, no, no, I've seen your video. I trust you. I'm good to go. And it's like, that's exactly what it's meant to do. And it's like, okay, well, that was good. So, yeah, I mean, in a world of automation and digitization and everything, when you can actually see the real person talking about what they love about what they do, um, that gives people an opportunity to feel connected with them. So that's, that's a really important one. The other one, obviously, one is a pitch video, which is where you talk about your service and your product um, but very much from the client's perspective, from their needs. So you talk about the problems that they have um, and the, how you solve that for them. It's really tempting for people when they um, want to market themselves is to talk about themselves and talk about what they do and how they do it. And you need to step back a bit and work out, okay, why is this important to the client and how can I make this um, resonate with them the best way? So that's, uh, that's an essential one. I like that. And, and I think it's important that there's a distinction because a lot of people will blend them. I know I've totally made this mistake. I'm going to go fix all my videos now of, of putting kind of the rapport building and the pitch together where it's like, here's who we are. Here's what we do. Here's why we love it. Here's what's amazing. And here's how it works. Um, and again, the yeah. how it works for me because I'm, I'm a marketer. It's always in the lens of the client, right? Like it, it's here's who we are, what we do, why we love what we do, how it solves all your problems. And what I'm understanding is no, separate those. There's a rapport building video and there's a pitch video. And they're not the same. 
Well, you know, in this day and age, you, you don't need, you know, we don't need the 12 minute videos anymore. So you can break them down into smaller videos, smaller messages and make it um, more digestible for people and give, give you more content to get out to the marketplace by packaging them up in little bite-sized chunks of what you talk about. Another really good one is a five mistakes video. And that's where you talk about the five common mistakes that your clients have to deal with or that they, they encounter. So that enables you to um, showcase the things they need to be aware of. So I've got that on, on the front page of my website. So rather than a, a profile or a pitch video on my website, I talk about the common mistakes people have when making corporate videos. Now what that does is it provides some helpful advice for people, but it also educates them to the, the things that can go wrong if they think they can do this themselves. And they realize, all oh, right, this is the value these guys add because they understand all these things that are going to go horribly wrong if I just tried to have a stab at this myself. So it then uh, helps them, but also positions you as, as somebody who knows what's, what you're doing and how to, how to solve their problems for them. Love it. I like these a lot. Okay. Case study, rapport building, pitch, five mistakes, any other broad categories? Uh, well, you've also got, you know, training stuff. So that can be for larger organizations, you know, you, you'd be doing um, uh, in-house training um, also, but you can also provide training content for like a how to use video for your products. If you've got, you know, even, you know, for your course, Esther, you might do some content there about how to make the best value out of this course. You know, this yeah, we have that, our whole welcome um and, and we learned this the hard way. So you and I should have had this conversation um, six months ago when we launched the course the first time. Uh, but we learned the hard way that people needed a lot more context to how to use the course. So now in the welcome, before the course kicks off, they've got a bunch of little like, here's how to best um, benefit from this program. Here's how to leverage the different assets we're giving you. This is where the videos are. This is where the support network is. This is how you submit questions for group coaching. So there's like elements of training, but also elements of kind of pre-frame um, because yep. people don't realize, and, and we learned this also the hard way. Um, most people think they're going to take a marketing course and it's like, oh, it's like a bunch of tactics. And I kind of, I, I thought I warned them, but not enough. My course goes really deep. It's deep business marketing strategy, but you get to know yourself, why you're here, who you're really trying to serve. And, and it kind of hits them between the eyes, kind of like week two and three. And they're just like, yeah. whoa. And so, you know, what our strategists have kind of said is like, Esther, you need to really warn people a lot more what they've just like what they've gotten into because it's transformational but giving yep. people that kind of heads up apparently is important well preparing them and managing their expectations yeah absolutely yeah. I, I guess to me it's such a given like it's just what we do and it's just yep. how it should be done and how it works best so i'm like that's just what it is um but i had to learn also the hard way that most of what's out there is just junk um, and so people were used to quality content. Um, but I love the idea of trainings as well. We're actually, all of our staff trainings um, are recorded. And so they only have to be given yep. once. So we've created an entire staff training portal. So when we onboard new staff, we give them access to different segments, you know, from the basic, here's how we need you to track your hours and submit your hours for payment and that kind of basic stuff to like, mm. here's how you use and, and set up things in our, we have a white label database system. Here's how you use the auto scheduler and set things up there. Here's how we track this. Like, because so many people, and, and this is just for an operation at scale, you, you just repeat yourself again and again 
and again. And, and the beauty of that is you're providing um, accurate, consistent information every time, because if you're doing it by voice, what can happen if you think, oh, look, I've said this a hundred times, I'm just repeating myself, I won't bother this time. And, think, and you forget. Yeah, and, and nobody's getting the same information. If you've got a video you know, recording of the information, you know everybody's getting the same content, they're getting the same information, um, and it's, it's what you want them to be, um, to, to be learning. So, totally. you know, so screen capture, capturing is a great way. If you've got yeah. some processes that are computer-based, that you want us to see and understand, it's a great way of doing that. So yeah, we do a lot of those. Um, I think the other term for them is like over the shoulder, right? Um, like screen okay. people kind of watching you do it. So that's, that's how we do all of them. Um, yep. what, what tech tool do you recommend? I've tried like six different ones. Each what, which? one, which technology do you, rec like, are there, is there any specific tool? I tried six. I like each of them for different reasons and don't like each for different reasons. Which bit of the technology are you talking Are you talking about editing systems? Actually, no, for editing, we use Camtasia. And the only two big players are basically Camtasia and what's it called? Light, the Adobe one. Light Shoot, Lightbox, Light Studio. Premiere? Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Premiere. So I'm on a Mac. I use Final Cut Pro. Um, okay. But Adobe Premiere Pro is, is on a PC and a Mac is, uh, is very good. Um, for editing, um, we're still using screen capture. We use, we use yeah. Greenflow for on a Mac, Greenflow. which is a similar, similar to uh, Camtasia. Got it. So I didn't like Camtasia for the screen capture because it's so heavy, it makes everything slow, and it makes these massive files. <laughs> well, that's that's because you can zoom in on them and you can do some really cool things with it. It's true. It's true. I <laughs> guess I'm like, give me more little tiny files. Don't give me these. <laughs> Fat monster files. Um, and what about, this is actually something I have not cracked the code on, so I'm gonna pick your brain for a second. You know how a lot of times in these training videos, like the mouse is like this red hover or like a yellow highlighter, like it turns into like different things? Mm -hmm. What tool, because I found two and I hate both of them. What is a good tool to do that? Well, I use Screenflow for that. Screenflow um, will change your mouse into a different kind of pointer? Well, no, it, it'll, it'll just, uh, you, can, you can enlarge the size of the mouse, so you can make it quite big. Um, mm -hmm. And you can also do like a, a radar thing, it'll pulse when it clicks on things. Okay. Um, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if it'll change to different shapes and stuff though. Okay, not shapes, but like those like, you, we were both talking about the exact same thing. It's just making the mouse more pointer demonstration friendly as opposed to a tiny arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Screenflow definitely does that. So I'm, I'm guessing Camtasia probably does as well. It probably does. I just, I got burnt because I, I did a couple recordings in it and they were massive. How long were you recording for? Um, maybe like a long time. That's only a week. <laughs> yeah. No, they were 20 to 45 minutes, let's say. Okay. Oh, yeah. They were, they yeah, were no, so video much files are huge. Some of the other tools. The other tools are, are much more condensed. Yeah. So, guys, for all of you listening, sorry, we went into tech speak for a moment. Some of the other tools <laughs> I've tried, at least, I use Zoom a lot. I'll use Loom a lot. I've tried Screencast O Matic. I've used another one that sounds kind of similar, but it's not the same thing. Um, and then another one, like they're all like Screencast O something. There's like three like that. And each one is like, yeah. a little bit good and a little bit bad. Um, so, I'm still looking for that sweet spot in a. Um, <laughs> 
a good screencaster. Each one has its, its benefits. Uh, okay, so out, out of the tag geek speak, um, anything that people would wanna know about the flow of their videos or does each one kind of have a different flow? Like you gave us the flow for the case study one. Um, do the other ones have any specific flows? Is that all on your website? I'm just gonna go poke around there and buy your book now. Yeah, go buy the book. Um, I'm, <laughs> it's, all, it's all in there. Uh, I, I just talk about, look, I think, yeah, look, it always comes down to understanding the purpose of your video and who the audience is. So they're, they're the first questions I always ask clients, you know, and I was having a meeting this week with a client. And he says, oh, yeah, we want, the, we want the video to do this and this and, and we want parents to, you know, see this and we want them to see that and we want them to see this. And I said, yeah, but why? What do you actually want them to do after watching the video? What's the next step? Are right. they to book a tour? They ring up? Are they, you know, what, where, on the, and it was kind of like, hadn't actually thought that through yet. So knowing what that next step is, is really important. What do you want people to do after watching the video? Um, so sometimes it's just brand awareness. Sometimes it's about building community. Um, but sometimes it's about taking them on a, on a sales journey where it's like, okay, from here, they're going to now download this. From there, we're going to keep engaging them at this level. And then at this point, we're going to get a sale. So just knowing, you know, more clarity you've got around that, just pausing and thinking, okay, what do I actually want them to do after watching this video? is a really important thing to be asking yourself. Love that. That's amazing. Thank you for letting me pick your brain so much. So you know on our podcast, we also want not to only know how amazing your success has been and how much you know, which is tremendous and awesome, um, but a current business struggle as well, all right? At the level that you've gotten to, doing this so long, finding your niche, having these retainers, which you know is, is a dream for so many business owners, getting to this place, what's a current struggle in the business? Um. Look, I've got to say things are pretty good at the moment, but I've also got to make sure that I keep the wheels turning. You know, if you stop, it just falls apart. So as good as it is, it doesn't just keep doing it by itself. So I've got to keep, you know, currently I'm still chasing more clients. I want to get more clients on board. I'm also looking at the current economic situation and I believe we're, we're in for a recession. I believe things are, are turning and not going to be great. So now is the time I need to um, make the most of what I've got and to get more clients on board and, you know, basically, you know, manage the expenses. Don't, you know, keep, look at where I can, you know, keep costs down because when the, um, yeah, when the recession comes, you want to be in a position where you can weather the storm as well as you can. So I think it's important to, to be aware of what's going on out there um, because I think, What's happening in the US and China is affecting Australia. Um, we've already got our own issues, but um, yeah, that's going to uh, have an impact on us. And yeah, I think you know that all the signs are there that um, in the next 12 months we're going to be in a in a, a tough place. So I think it's really important to keep your head out of the sand, look around, and 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 jump on things. Get make now the time to you know get more sales. I like that. So how many people are in the company now? Like how many, how many people are, are in the wheels that you're turning? So I have a full-time editor and I have freelance cameramen. So I've, I've kept it very lean. Um, Tom, who does all the post-production, he also helps with, um, you know, filming occasionally as well. Uh, it's great. You know, I've had him for four years now. He's, he's just a, a brilliant asset to the company. 
Um, and so I'm mainly off the tools these days. I'll, I'll direct. I'll go out and shoot some direct, but I tend not to be on the tools so much. Occasionally, I'll jump behind the edit suite to um, to help with some of the overflow. But my job really these days needs to be about um, bringing in the sales and keeping those wheels turning. Got it. And the client relationships. And what you this is the business you built with a partner. Is he still there? Did you buy him out? Uh, he, he's he's what is he these days he's no longer i think he's still a direct no he's he's a shareholder he's no longer a director just because he, he's not involved in the day-to-day -day running the business and um the advice we got for him it was not a good idea to be a director in case i did something really stupid he'd be liable for it so, <laughs> um, so he's still he's still half an owner um but yeah it's it's very much a um uh he's kind of like I said look he, he he's sort of Casually involved with the business, but not not actively these days. Interesting. Is that as half an owner? Does he get half the profits for not doing anything just because he started it? Well, there's not many profits after I pay wages and director's loans and things. So it's and no, gotcha. he um and he look he's he's a reasonable guy. He says, look, you're the one doing all the work. I'm 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 good with that. So he's he's fine. Got it. I mean, once you pay yourself and all the staff and whatever, um, if there's something left, so like yeah, he can have a piece. I've got private school fees to pay as well, so there's not much left after all that. <laughs> I hear that. Okay, so here's a random question for you. Why are you, why are you not just getting a sales guy in? Why are you pushing yourself to do all the sales? If that's the main driver now, um, most salespeople work either base commission or commission and you're doing high ticket sales, it would be a very worthwhile sales commission endeavor and then you could really branch out or would that make it bigger than you want it to be? Um, that, that I, I don't want it to be too big. As I say, I want to, I want to enjoy it. I want to be able to manage it. Um, my accountant years ago actually said to me, you know, the best person to sell your business is you. And I, I don't mind doing the sales these days. You know, obviously I, I know a lot of people feel really uncomfortable with that, but for me, it's kind of like, you know, I think now that I've got so many clients on board like this, it's, it's quite easy to package up a, an offering and, show them some examples of work and impress them with what we do. So yeah, I, I quite, I'm quite happy doing it. Um, and it also just means I'm, you know, I've got my finger on the pulse with it all and I can know what's going on. I think part of our company is my brand. Um, I've gone and uh, enhanced my brand, my books, uh, with my blogs, the podcast interviews I've done. So I think people want to deal with that person. So, um, that yeah that that's and also okay, when i had the conversation bad, it doesn't make sense no that makes i hear yeah that. yeah yeah i mean i guess what i'm doing at the moment is i'm building up this business that maybe in a few years time i could sell because when i've got all these contracts in place it does become a viable business to, to somebody else to take over and work with so watermelons again if you wanted to absolutely <laughs> <laughs> love that no, and I think that's, that's something, again, and it's, you know, so much of this to me is so valuable. It's so relatable to so many people at every stage in business. Um, you know, what you're dealing with at this scale is the exact same thing someone's dealing with at a much smaller scale, which is keep the leads coming in, keep the sales going, build up the revenue. And, uh, and I think all of us um, feel that a recession is Pending. I don't know that in the U.S. it's as close as you feel it is in Australia. I don't know if I feel that it's as close. 
Um, but I, I feel like we're in another boom again, you know, where if we had the manufacturing boom, then we had the tech boom and then we had the real estate boom. I feel like we're almost in like the influencer app <laughs> boom, whatever you want to call it. It's the like, you know, um, it is kind of a micro business boom, but like it's, it's the, it's the app and the tech companies that are just like exploding. And it, to me, I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, did anyone else not live through 2000? Like, <laughs> why am I the only one who feels like I live? If you look at it though, Google and Apple and uh, Warren Buffett have all cashed up. They've gone and converted a lot of their assets into cash because they're ready for the crash to come. And they know that they need to be cashed up when that happens. That's interesting. Meaning as opposed to having it invested in stocks and other companies, like have it liquid yeah. in the bank. They've got, they've got hundreds of billions of dollars in cash sitting, sitting there ready to buy stuff when it all crashes and goes in the price. Oh, comes. that's smart. Mm. But it's also telling they, they, they're aware of what's happening and where and at that scale, it's always like, what's the chicken and what's the egg, right? Cause when someone at that level does it, um, like I sure. was, yeah, yeah. I, I actually remember this is okay. This takes us back a really long time. It's an Archie and, and Veronica comic. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Archie Veronica. I know it was like I heard that there's a series now that's like a dark Archie Veronica comic called Riverdale. I haven't seen it, um, so I, it's been revisited. But um, there's this old comic, and I always remember it, where Jughead goes into like Veronica's dad's office, and he's like, you know, the big millionaire with the giant business and all the stocks and whatever, and he just like. He's like playing around. If he goes on, he's like, bye bye, sell, sell, bye bye, sell, sell. Just like having fun. And he's like, oh my gosh, those are real people. Those are real calls. Um, but because, like, and the end of the comic is because he is such a big name, every decision he made ended up being for his benefit. Yeah. Because if he sold, everyone else sold it. And so he got out just in time. And when he bought, everyone else bought it. So he got in perfectly because it all went up right yeah. afterwards. You know, so I feel like at a certain scale, you run the market. You, you don't. Was it the big short or another movie? I, I can't remember. It's Jeremy Irons in it, but they basically show this overnight, this meeting, this intense meeting um, set around the, the, the um, subprime market collapse about how they basically could see it was coming and they said, well, let's be the first then to, to, to jump to on. And so they, they made these big calls and it just, you know, set the dominoes off. I did. I read something about that as well. Yeah. When, when you own the market, um, the decisions you make are the decisions that lead to those being the right decisions. So as small business owners, you can only control what you can control. So you need to take advantage of, you know, what you've got now and, and jump on things now because it's, it's, you know, it's not going to get better. Um, you know, that'll give you a good solid base for riding any storms that come in the near totally. future. Now's never been a better time. And I know for me, like I've had my eye on this for a while. I've actually been building out programs to, uh, to accommodate not only what's there now, but in my opinion, what I think is coming. So building out lower ticket offers to help people get in, to help people clean up. Um, and those are kind of like sitting under, under wraps waiting. Okay. We, we could talk for so long. Um, you have been absolutely amazing. Where can everybody find you? So they can find out about my business and those blogs I was talking about at sonicsite.com.au. And for my books, they could go to jeffanderson.com.au. 
Okay, love it. And we'll pull both those links, guys, into the show notes at sdran.com slash 78. So you can check them out. You can get all these fun details on what kind of videos to make. I know I'm going to head over there and get that book. And Jeff, thank you so, so much. So I like to actually surprise my guests at the end. Um, I didn't warn you about this. And ask you for a quote. Doesn't have to be a favorite one of all time, but it can be. But I love quotes. I love how it kind of just ties things up in that nice little bow to send everyone on their way. Thanks for the surprise, Esty. Welcome. <laughs> I know it's like you know now it's barely six a.m. for you. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. Uh, I've been working on a on a job for a client where they've um, uh, they've they've wanted us to make a video that's been inspired by a Nike ad. So just do it. Just get on with it. I like that. I like that. Again, I'll tell you what I found with so many of the guests. Um, very often the quote you come out with, and that's kind of why I surprise you, really resonates kind of with everything you've said until now, right? Your whole journey until here, your whole journey through here. It's like, just do it. Just get on with it. Just make the calls, make the videos, yeah. pull it together, just make it happen. So sometimes I love that. You've got to, sometimes you've got to get out of your own way. 100%. Because you're really the only person who's ever in your way. There's no one else there. It looks like it's someone else and it's a competitor and it's an industry and it's a, and it, it's only ever you. Yeah. I love yeah. that. On that note, guys, I hope you're subscribed to this thing. I mean, I kind of know you're subscribed to the thing. And if not, like you want to be subscribed to this thing called the Business Breakthrough Podcast because we interview people like Jeff every single week, giving you insane amounts of value to build your business. Um, and what I will tell you is this. Um, as you know, we've already started this trend and it's been going so well. We're getting amazing feedback on it. You know someone who needs this specific episode, right? There's someone that you know that needs video, that's wasting their energy and time doing video the wrong way, that should be doing video this way. Share this episode with them. Maybe there's three people you want to share it with, whoever. But I'm sure that you know someone who needs this. So send them over to sdran.com slash 78. They can live stream it or just tell them to grab this episode. You can share it through iTunes, through Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. This is everywhere that podcasts are consumed and, and share the love and the knowledge about how to leverage video for small business. And we are going to catch you next week. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. Essie. It's been great chatting with you. This is fantastic. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?